Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Subscribe on iTunes at Toddcast Podcast. Hey. There she is. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you. Nice to see you. Oh my God. How, like, I'm trying to think how long have we known each other? Like, it's got to be 15 years at least, hey? At least, yeah, because um, Vancouver was the place, like, early 20s, the Roxy, you know, yeah. Canadian content night. It's It's been at least 20. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably more like 20. Of course, originally... Uh, we have uh, uh, Amanda Sellers now on the on the podcast. Uh, originally, it was Amanda Sonic, and just a little rock star. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. I was going to theater school at Douglas College at the time, and I read in the Georgia Strait that there was a band in Langley looking for a singer. And I rode the bus for two hours out to Langley to go sing in this band. I had no idea what I was doing but that was how it started. I never had any intention of being a singer in a rock band, but that was, it was just so cool. It was just so much fun. And I enjoyed writing, singing, performing, and it just kind of snowballed from there. Yeah, for sure. And what was the music like in your house as a kid growing up? Like, what are your, what are your parents playing? Oh, well, Willie Nelson, my dad loved, uh, we always had a lot of country on, to be honest. Um, and then as soon as I could get into my own kind of music, I was really into like, Guns N' Roses, Motley Crue, but I also really loved Madonna, um, Chili Peppers, Faith No More. And then my brother always had these like really obscure bands like uh, Ween. Do you remember Ween? Oh, Ocean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, he always had like really interesting influences that, that were kind of neat. Yeah. What was your first concert? Uh, Tiffany. I think we're alone now. <laughs> Tiffany. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I remember we, I went with the neighbor boy, Julian, and like we didn't like each other at all, but he wanted to go and I wanted to go. So our parents like made us go together. So it was a little bit awkward to be with Julian Demke at Tiffany. But uh, yeah, that was my first. <laughs> oh, great. And of course, uh, well, now you're holy crap. Are you kicking ass with the voiceover school? And yeah. of course, just voice work in general. It's it's really cool to watch. Well, thank you. And so are you. It's, thank you. you know, it's, it's a natural kind of evolution, you know, after like I played with music for so many years, I ended up down in LA and I was touring all across the United States with my band, my yeah. drummer and my guitar player both went to Harvard business school. So they ran the, the band like a business as all bands do, but they were like, just so um, I, I learned so much from them and we lived out of our van. Like we put all of our belongings in storage and lived in this 15 passenger van. And I saw like every nook and cranny of the U S which was, was so cool. Like, yeah. It was like free, um, you know, free education and all the people that we met, it was really incredible. But then my band broke up. I'm like, what am I going to do? And I ended up going from LA back to Saskatchewan and I was offered a radio job. And I wasn't into radio, Todd. I just, it wasn't really my thing. But, yeah. you know, when you do the pre-production before you go into work, the second that I did the voiceover, like the for the local car company, 
I was hooked. I absolutely loved it. And I just knew that I had to find a way to make that my job. And, and I just, you know, went crazy, got up at five in the morning, just one of those just really determined that to make it happen. So that was like 15 years ago. So it's been a while. That's crazy. And so talk about like the ups and the downs and the grind of doing that job. Oh, voice acting. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's so competitive. So you're, you know, you're up against 100 people for an audition. A lot of the time, especially nowadays, everyone working from home from all over the world. And, you know, people have the resources, the equipment, the training. So it's it's competitive. Um, I just I feel like what set me apart, I guess, or what paved the way was the tenacity and the not taking no for an answer. I just was so determined to make it happen that I would get up early and I would stay up late. And I, I took a lot of risks too. Like I'm the kind of person that will reach out to someone who you would never, ever think would ever respond, but then they do respond. And then it like changes the path of your life. Like um, I worked with uh, Sarah Blakely and Jesse Itzler, like Sarah Blakely owns Spanx, Jesse Itzler, like sold a private jet company to Warren Buffett. Like they're, you know, these crazy entrepreneurs. And it was just me reaching out saying, Hey, I heard you're starting like your own app. If you need a promo voice for this app, let me know. I would love to work with you. And then his team happened to listen to my demo and I got in there. Then I ended up like on the radio station. It was fun. I did enjoy radio at at that. I think I like it now when I was younger I was too insecure to like come up with the content and, you know, make everything like entertaining. But I feel like now I have the the experience to be a good DJ, but yeah. So I think, I think that's been, been part of it. And, um, and then when you just know that that's what you want to do, um, you stop at nothing to, to make it happen. Yeah. hundred percent. And, and, and talk about maybe highlights of some of the, the voice work you've done, like the bigger brands that you work with, like brag a little bit. Oh, well, <laughs> you know, I just did an incredible Ziploc campaign that like, like how crazy is like Ziploc's a freaking <laughs> national brand. Crazy. Well, the, the crazy thing is, you know, the money that you earn from that one campaign is what a whole year in radio would pay me, you know, then and, and those campaigns right. don't come by too often. But I mean, I, th- I feel like I book one of those, maybe once or twice a year, like those really juicy ones. So Ziploc, um, I, w- I did Expedia not long ago, like huge campaign for Expedia. And that was multiple commercials, multiple sessions, because they um, did them in every pocket. So I, we did the big national ones, like a big one for Canada, a big one for US. And then all the pockets they were trying to um, pursue or encourage people to take little day trips in their areas. So we did lots of um, little things around the U S as well. So yeah, it's always different. Like I was the voice of the Roomba vacuum cleaner. So like battery low, like that kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, there's been some really, really weird ones. And I have to say, Todd, my weirdest job I've ever done for voiceover was I was Um, the sniff in a Febreze commercial. So when the woman walks in to the room and smells and goes like, that was me. Like I was the sniffer and I got paid like $3,000 to sniff. (laughs) It was crazy. Oh my God. That's so crazy. 
And the, the craziest part was uh, I had a session, like a directed session, and there was all these people on the phone, right? You have all these people listening in. And yeah. I'm like, okay, this is going to be like a 20 minute or like, you know, 10 minute session. Like I'm going to sniff and we're off. Like these guys were all professional sniffers. Like they had all the vocabulary of what kind of sniff I was doing and how I felt during that sniff. Like it, Febreze wow. is like- they are in depth. <laughs> wow. So, <laughs> and now talk about uh, the voiceover school.com. Uh, it's a four week online course. So, which is very cool, of course, Amanda. Well, um, thanks. What do you like? Kind of walk us through, give us the Coles notes. Yeah, for sure. So, I got so many emails from past radio um, colleagues or actors wanting to get into voiceover because, you know, people think you have to be in a big market to make it happen. But um, I'm right now I'm in Saskatchewan and, you know, busier than ever. So I just came up with this course. It's a video course. It's online on, on your own pace, like take it at your own time where it's just literally like step-by-step step what I did to be successful in voice acting. And I didn't leave anything out and we've changed lives like stay at home mom from Virginia who always dreamed of being an actor. Like she's one of the top voice actors now. So the people that, you know, have that in them to make it happen, this course like will change their life. So, and then other people do it just because they're curious about voice acting and it's like really inexpensive to get your feet wet and see if this is something that you want to pursue. Because I find a lot of people will look at voiceover and once they kind of get into it, kind of like acting, right? You're like, oh man, this is going to be a long road or maybe I don't have oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I find voiceover so much easier than like on camera, but um, I don't know how you feel about that, but uh you know, I tr when I when I got let go from Fox, I I gave it a, a decent you? try to get into yeah. voice work, and I got some stuff. I did like country music televisions Christmas special one year, and I got a couple cool. little parts and stuff. But like, I just found that it was so, you know, like you said off the top, it's so hard to get in because mm -hmm. there's all these people and all these talented, you know, voiceover actors or actresses or talents or what do you want to call them. That you know the studio knows them. They know they're not going to waste their time. You know what I mean? Right. Like to to yeah. break through that barrier. It I I really felt like as hard as it was for me to get to C Fox and like major market radio, yeah. I felt like it was harder to get into voice work. I don't oh, know if that's really? true or not, but it, it sure felt like it. Okay, well, yeah. The thing is with with on camera though, I I feel like you had to just drive all around town. Like I used to quit waitressing jobs just so I could make the audition because you have to be right. there. Whereas voiceover, I mean, I guess in Vancouver you go into the studios they a want lot you for there. the auditions. Yeah, so yeah, yeah you'd be tr traveling as well. But yeah, I know. Yeah, it was tricky. But, yeah, but you've done well for yourself. So. Uh, I was like, you know what? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I was like, ah, I'll just do a podcast. <laughs> it's, yeah, well, it's like it's the easiest thing to do. <laughs> incredible. <laughs> what What is an average day for you uh, right now, Amanda? Or is that even like does that even exist? Well, you know, it does. I would say I do tr work out every day. I put that into the picture, and yeah. and then it's it's just checking my emails and seeing what. I have to do, for example, a lot of my clients are regular clients and they'll just have like, you know, maintenance things that they'll need. Maybe they need a pickup line. I do a lot of behind the scenes. Like most of my work is stuff that you'll never hear. I teach the employees at Tim Hortons how to make the oatmeal or, you know, um, PetSmart, how to sell the Performatrin Ultra. Um, so, 
Interesting. And that's, that's the annoying part is the pickups. That's the part that always makes me go like, oh, you know, when you have to like fix a line, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's part of the job. And then I'll get um, auditions from certain agents. That's the beauty of the online work is that you can have agents all over. Like there's like a hundred mile radius rule. Have you heard that? Yeah. So, I mean, you can have an agent in Vancouver, Toronto, LA, New York, Austin, like all over the place. And then you put another layer on that. You have the agents, but then you have the production companies that are limitless all over. Right. So it's just, they're just, we, I think um, we have like over 500 clients now. So there's always different things rolling in. Yeah. It's, it's um, crazy. Yeah. And they're, they always come at different times. Like right now I'm working for, well, right after this call, I am working for a company in Australia that turns carbon dioxide into um, renewable like gas I don't know they take like a pollutant and then they turn it into stuff like they had a thing at the White House recently that I voiced that they played at the White House come on yeah so and and I work work with them and it's a rush thing so I gotta you know get that back for them but days are always different and then when I was um, in the beginning days I would um, just work because you know I didn't have kids at the time so it was just keep going. But now I definitely like will shut off and go get the kids from school and then I'm done. And so right. yeah, it's turn, always turn on the mom roll and, and yeah. away you go. Can yeah. you, can you watch commercials and like listen to commercials and cartoons and stuff without incessantly thinking about the way that that person voiced that script? Like, Oh, I, I think I may have done something differently kind of thing. Like, cause I know for radio, mm. like it's tough for me to listen because I, I can't stop myself from picking apart the way the people present their shows you know, yeah. like there's holes in their game. I'm constantly like, ah, oh, oh. are you the same with, with voiceover? I am so the same. Even when I'm getting my nails done, I'll hear like my buddy, you know, doing a thing on TV and I'll want to tell them, oh, that's my buddy, Mike. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm always listening. And a lot of times, especially the ones that I know that I auditioned for. So then you're like, okay, what did they like there? I feel like, um, like so many people that have my tone of voice, like my demographic, I feel like they literally could have picked any of us and it would have worked. So you never know what their mm. process is, why they picked who they picked. I think one of the things I've tried to do is like stand out or do something different. And I feel like with voiceover, the less that you care in your audition, the more you're likely to book it. I find that a lot of talent, especially the new ones that come in and they go through the voiceover school, they're, they're trying too hard. They're putting it on. They're trying to be perfect. And literally when I booked that Ziploc campaign, I was like in the middle of, you know, making dinner for my kids. And I just, I went down and I did not give a crap. I didn't, I only did it one time. I didn't revise it. And then those are the ones you book. So the less you care, the, the better your chances are. So yeah. <laughs> Isn't that incredible? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, Amanda, let, let's get outside of, you know, of voice acting and, and what yeah, you're sure. doing for. Are you a big sports fan? Are you watching the, uh, the Stanley Cup finals? Do you care about hockey? I, I do care. I feel like when I was in Vancouver, it was like top of mind. I was making songs for the Canucks, like, you know, but I haven't really been watching. So yeah. I feel like I'm letting everyone down. But I know that Edmonton is playing LA and the Bruins are playing someone. They are indeed. The okay. Bruins are, I think the Bruins are playing the, uh, I don't know, I can't remember. Oh, maybe it's uh, the St. Louis Blues. I, I can't okay. remember. Okay, so who are you cheering for? In the well, I'm, I, yeah, I'm generally a Canuck fan, of course. Yes, but, yes. 
you know, now that they're not in, I guess, Edmonton, I guess, I'd like to see McDavid win a cup. Yeah, McDavid all the way. Woo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you binge watching lately? Um, well, as a family, we watch Survivor. Okay. okay. Yeah. Is that <laughs> so, something you guys would do? Like, would you would you apply oh, to be on that show? I would love to. How I crazy would, do, would yeah. that be? Like, it'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be so cool. We did the West Coast Trail two times. Have you done it before? No, but we so want to do it. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like Survivor because you carry all of your stuff on your back, like 70 pounds, like your tent, everything, and you're seven days in the bush, you know, crazy amounts of ladders and like zip lines that you have to like you go in these cable cars across waters. You have to like get this filtered water. You have to mine the tides. Like if the tide comes in too high, then you have to like go a different way. And it's it's pretty like dangerous, but it also cool. How how yeah. long is it? It's a long it's 77 kilometers, I think. It takes a while. Yeah. It's I think it takes like five or six days. Okay. Because it's it's pretty like steep terrain, like weird terrain. So but, but yeah, I would definitely with, with kids. No, that was like, like, you know, 20 years ago before. I was like, kids. holy shit. How was the whining yeah. on that? I couldn't imagine trying to take that like with yeah. kids. Yeah. I think, well, I think the youngest maybe would be like 12, like a 12 year old would, oh. would be going on there. I don't think a really young kid, but who knows? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> tell, tell us a near death story. Oh, geez. like where you're like, holy shit. I could have just died. Yeah, you know what? I've had a couple of those, um, but most people have. Yeah, yeah. I was sixteen. I just got my license. Um, I was going to the skate park to meet my boyfriends. You know, I'm playing like Rancid or No Effects in my car with the tape, and I had a Slurpee and some candies, and I'm driving along, and it was raining, um, and I. I was drinking my Slurpee and I went to go put it back down in the cup holder, but like the candies were there. I don't, honestly, I don't remember, but then the car flipped and I hit a tree. I have to, sh I should show you a picture of the car cause it got completely destroyed, but I still have this like massive scar on my neck. No. Yeah. Like it, it was, it's, it looks like a burn, but it's just like this huge like scar that looks like a bear, like, clawed me but it was just the seatbelt and i broke all the ribs on my back and yeah so that was a that was a crazy one but it's great at that age you heal so fast yeah imagine that now yeah now i don't know but just but, be for the count yeah but they use the jaws of life to get me out and my back still gets like a little bit like numb what about That's you nuts like, <laughs> yeah i was could have easily died there Oh, very. Yeah. 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 What was the last movie you saw in theater? I saw my son was in two hearts. No. Uh, yeah. Have you seen it? I haven't. No, but that's okay. cool. Like it's on Netflix now. So if you want to watch it, but my, my son was in that movie and um, we went to the movie theater to watch him. Oh, um, yeah. It was, it's a really sweet movie. It's um, a true story. It's based on a true story. And uh, Jacob Elordi um, was his dad, and um, the girl from Vancouver, Skybove Tia. I can't remember her name, but she's she's in everything. She's mm. yeah. That's cool. So that's the path for for your little guy then. Um. Yeah, Maybe? we take it day by day. Uh, they do a lot of voice acting. Like my little guy, he's voiced for like Star Wars and Lego and Hasbro, and he's been um, the lead in multiple shows. 
but uh, it, it goes in waves and we never force it. Uh, he definitely could be like a full-time actor if that's all he wanted to do, but he has a lot of other interests, but both my boys are in it and they like it. And um, I'm just not like that crazy stage mom that does every audition. And <laughs> yeah. it's like, you know, please don't turn into that one. No. And I, I've never been into that. Like they, they go to school all day and then they come home. Do they really want to learn all these lines and stand in front of a green screen? Like some kids are really into it, but yeah, we just kind of play, like go for the good ones. Yeah. And um, yeah, but oh, that cool. was the last movie I saw. Yeah. Two hearts. And then, oh, I don't know. what cute. about you? Last movie, um, what did I see? Oh, I saw the new Doctor Strange. Okay. Which was um, confusing, I guess. It yeah. Was, it was an okay movie, but kind of felt like I didn't really know what the hell was going on. Yeah. Which is weird considering I like a full-on comic book spaz. Yeah. Uh, I guess cool. I saw the Spider-Man before that. Okay. I guess I just go to... I mean, I have two like little boys, right? Like almost yes. 10, almost 12. Yeah. So, so they're all about superheroes and like, you know, seeing all right. that stuff. So do they like Mortal Kombat? My kids are really uh, into Mortal Kombat. Did, didn't see it. Oh, okay. Well, I think the movie might be too gory for their age, but like they love playing it. Like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, no, they're, uh, they're not in that. They're into, uh, what are they? Uh, Minecraft. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just zombies. Like, zom- like zombies on the screen. Yeah. It's no no different than when we were kids, I suppose, but yeah. yeah. Do you guys try to have like limits or kind of like no yeah. no screens in the morning, no screens before school. That's good, yeah. Um you know, we try to limit it to a couple hours a, a day, but of course it goes past that, especially like we're on screens too. It's kind of hard for you to be yeah. like, Hey, get off your screen, meanwhile you're flipping around on your phone, checking out Instagram and shit. Like I know. I'm like, well mine's work. Yours isn't work. That's like what I'll <laughs> And that's say. what I, I say too. It. And, yeah. and at least it's true though, right? Like I'm making money when I'm on Twitter <laughs> and Facebook and stuff, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Are you uh I'll wrap it up in a couple of questions here. Are you uh are you a good cook? What do you, what no. are you, what are you making if you're trying to impress friends? You're like, no. Okay. okay. I can impress friends with like a burrito night. Okay. So that's a good one. Cause it's pretty easy. You just chop up all the vegetables and, you know, do yeah. the rice and the, the meat. Uh, well, I'm vegetarian. So the veggie meat. Um, well, you're veggie. How long have you been veggie for? Since I was 16. Oh, no way. Wow. Yeah. And yeah what my was brother's- the reasoning oh. behind that? Like, yeah, it was it was more because I cared about the animals. Yeah. Um, and my brothers used to put like, um, you know, there's like a hunting thing in the paper and they like put it on my door, you know, a dead <laughs> deer. And I was like, nice. well, I'm never eating meat again. And my mom thought it was just one of those teenage phases. Right. And, but I never I just never did. But but it's funny because now I live by my family. So when they come over, my mom will like bring her little tray of like ground beef for their own stuff. So I'm not, I'm not like, um, you know, years ago it used to be like, Ooh, meat. But now it's like, honestly, my, my little guy gets stomach aches all the time. And I'm, I'm very open. I'm like, well, maybe we should try some chicken for him. Like, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm evolving. I'm evolving. Yeah. Yeah. My, my wife is, uh, what's it called when it's just seafood? Um, Oh, pescatarian. Pescatarian. Yeah. Yeah. She's that. Uh, my oldest, is that as well. Mm. And then my little guy uh, is full on, like he'll eat my steak and chicken right. and, and all that stuff. Right. So I feel like sometimes like a short order cook, cause I cook like 80, 90% of the, the meals at, at home. 
Wow. It was like, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? I'm like making all these different dinners at, at yeah. dinner time. Do you yeah. guys use the air fryer? No, but you are like the, <laughs> oh my God. What the, what is it with air fryers? People are going nuts about these things. Like I work with a guy named Brian at BCIT and he is like religiously about it. Okay. It's just so easy, especially when you're making lots of different meals for everyone, right? The, the air fryer, you can just put in like a few French fries or spring rolls, or like I put in like these sausages, like veggie sausages. So I'm sure you could do it with like real sausages and sure. it just kind of like almost barbecued them. Like it, they were good. Yeah, so. It's weird. Like everybody I've talked to has been like, man, it is the best thing I've ever bought. It's worth the money. Like in like days. Yeah. I think, I think you'd use it, but you know, I'm not, I'm not a great cook though. I'm yeah. not, I, I used to, I used to be a little better, but just yeah. time. Yeah. Fair. All right. Last question. Hit, hit us with the worst job that you've ever had. Okay. Um, well, I used to be a housekeeper, so that's, that's, you know, cleaning up really other people's crap. Yeah. Like the black hair, you know, the dark, you know, just the yeah. hairs in the, yeah. <laughs> um yeah so that might have been my worst job but I think it's more about the people right like I used to waitress um and then you'd just have like these jerks that were your bosses and never mind the customers as well too right like I can't handle that stuff I used to before getting into radio I was like a cook and I'd like sometimes serve at at a a place called Mykonos and in in okay oh yeah And, and I just hated it I hated the I hate people. Yeah. So <laughs> Not like job. everybody, but I hate like the people that deserve to be hated. Fuck, I hate on them pretty good. Right. Do you know yeah. one of my favorite jobs was Hooters on Robson? Hooters? Remember? You worked at Hooters? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> there is something about the the girls that worked there right when Hooters opened. And if anyone is listening that used to go to that Hooters, you would know there was like this, this core of girls that started at that time. And so many of us are still friends. Like it was, it was a fun job. Oh, that's cool. But I'm sure as soon as we get off, I'll, I'll remember jobs that I hated more than housekeeping. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, thanks Amanda for taking yeah. some time and, and, and joining us. Um, four weeks online course, at least go and check it out and see what Amanda's up to through the voiceoverschool.com. You are at Miss Amanda Sellers on Instagram. Also at the voiceover school on Instagram. Yep. And we're inviting you to come join the dark side of Twitter once again. Okay. I'll, I'll make my way over there. Thank you so much for having great to, me. It's great to see you. Yeah, yes, it's great. You too. It, it's really cool to see what you've been up to and, and just kind of keep up and, and, you know, I like your posts here and there. And I just, I just wanted to, to get you on and, and get you to share your story. Cause it's such a, yeah, such a inspiring story. It really is. It, means a lot to me it's an honor to be here so thanks right on amanda have a great night and we'll see you online the toddcast podcast follow on instagram and twitter at toddcast podcast hi my name is jenny owen youngs and i am Kristen russo and together we run buffering a rewatch adventure a family of podcasts moving through our favorite 90s genre television. If you're a fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, well, great news for you. Our very first podcast adventure took us through all seven seasons of the series. We covered it spoiler-free, episode by episode. For those of you who want to start the show for the first time, you can find that podcast pretty easily. It's called Buffering the Vampire Slayer.
Inside that podcast, you'll also find an original song that pairs with each glorious episode of Buffy and original character jingles for so many of our Buffy favorites. Buffering has been praised in places like Time, Esquire, Paste Magazine, and the New York Times, and we've chatted with dozens of cast members, writers, directors, and fans along the way. Come hang out and rewatch some of your favorite television with us and a wonderful community of listeners. Learn more at BufferingCast.com or find us on socials at BufferingCast.